Hey guys, welcome to the Crackback Podcast. I am Kenneth. And I'm Josh. We have a big show today. Um, we appreciate everybody listening to the show. We've actually hit some more spots in the country because I checked on the on the oh, app the other day. I got bored at work and I was like, eh, what are we hitting on? Uh, so we really appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, huge week. Um, a little bit of shuffling in the top ten and we will go ahead and kick that off. Um, number one, LSU travels to Oxford. That's your team. Yeah. And everybody was asking me questions all week. Hey, what do you think is going to happen? I knew that the powerful offense that LSU has would outrun us. We have a very young, very young team. Oh, yeah. And Super everybody young. in the country knows it because it seems like every week when I get on ESPN throughout the week and it's be looking for different stuff, it has something mentioning of all the young players at Ole Miss. It's you know, I think it's like eighty. It's up to eighty-five percent now, or eighty-seven percent. Eighty percent of the scoring for the Ole Miss Rebels has come from either a freshman or, or a true freshman. So that's huge that we have such a young team. And Tons. Oxford welcomed in the number one team, uh, LSU and Joe Burrow, and it looked like it was just going to be, you know, just run completely out of the stadium early. I thought Ole Miss was about to get drugged. I like I said, I was watching it, and like when it when it first started popping off, I was like, "Well, freaking here we go again with the, you know, with the per usual, yeah. let somebody smack us around, and then you know we'll try to do something late." And then like I said, for a while, it didn't like we was gonna do anything. But uh, Joe Burrow was highly efficient on this day. He actually hit 16 straight passes, which was a record for him and the school. Uh, Burrow was 32 of 42 for 489 yards, five touchdowns, but this is the thing that got me. The Landshark defense picked him off twice. Two INTs. Which is not very characteristic of Joe Burrow. Very, But very I don't think those two inter- interceptions are going to hurt him at all because – the man was electric throughout the day. Oh, yeah. Moving around the pocket, throwing dimes all over the place. Uh, Edwards Halar had a really good game, 23 rushes for 172 yards and a touchdown. Um, the big two wide receivers, of course, for LSU showed up and showed out. Uh, Chase had eight catches for 227 yards and three touchdowns, where Jefferson had, you know, a mediocre day compared to the other guy. Nine for 112 and two touchdowns. But um, one thing that I've taken away, yes, this is my team, but, you know, everybody was all about Joe Burrow, but most of the talk about this game has come from people talking about the Ole Miss Rebels. Oh, yeah. In this game, there was a lot, and when I mean a lot, there was a lot of yards. Um, LSU had 714 yards of offense. Ole Miss had 614. 402 of those was on the ground. Uh, 212 of those go to a freshman, true freshman quarterback and John Rise Plumley. Everybody all over the country has been talking about him. It's been over everything. ESPN, SEC, everybody has talked about this kid. But also, we had Jerrion Ely, our five-star you know, everything player. Uh, he had 13 carries for 141. But this is another thing of the day. LSU's defense has not given up big plays this year. 
Last week, yes, they did against Alabama, but you got to think that's Alabama. They they have that potential of yeah. just breaking a huge play at any point in time. They're supposed to have big yes. plays. Um, LSU had a long run by John Rice Plumley of sixty, which LSU doesn't do. Yeah. Uh, but then you have Jerion Ely with a long of 49. And then also Elijah Moore came up with a big play in the passing game. Uh, he had nine catches for 143 yards and a touchdown. He had a long of 55 yards in this game. Like LSU's defense was worn down at that point in time because they they were running away with the game and Ole Miss started firing back. Yeah, The turnover – the interception thrown by John Rice Plumley kind of gave the momentum back to them because Ole Miss was starting to starting to create a lot of positive vibes, and that place was rocking. I had a couple friends that were there at the game, and they were like, dude, you should have came to this game. It was freaking amazing to be at. But I had to work, couldn't go, so I kicked back at the house and watched it. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, was a, it was a great game to watch, uh, to see the young kids battle through adversity and fight back at home against the number one team in the country. And it gives a lot of hope. Yeah, we had uh, – this was senior day. It was the last home game for the Ole Miss seniors. There was a lot of recruits at this game. Oh, yeah. And from what I'm hearing is all those young guys absolutely loved everything they saw from both sides. Yeah. But guess what? They were still mostly talking about the Ole Miss Rebels. So that's another huge – Hopefully, it's another huge step in the right direction for Ole Miss coming back off this bowl ban. They are, you know, they're officially off of it this year. They they have all their allotment of slotted uh, scholarships. So moving forward, this should help boost this Ole Miss Rebel team, which would be great for me because you know those are my boys. Exactly, <laughs> and you don't want to see your team do bad. Yeah, like you know. They have been here late. <laughs> but, like I said, there's been a lot of fight with these young men, and I've been highly impressed with them. Um, I think with uh, a full summer uh, for John Ross Plumlee to be in that quarterback room and to get more stuff, they have to help fine-tune his arm. He has a live arm, but they their, their offense is just not in tune right it's now. It's a bunch of young guys who aren't – familiar with each other completely yes. yet. So they're still learning how each other plays and they're still trying to create that that groove with each other to where they can get into a game and know what each other's thinking before a play and as the play's developing. They are they are like I said they're very exciting to watch even though, you know, we have we have fallen here of late. But like I said, I've I've been highly impressed with the young kids we have and I'm I'm very much forward you know, looking forward to our uh to our future, which is great. Um, we're going to slide into the number two team in the land. Yeah, and it shouldn't take long with this one or the number three. No, it was I mean, uh, bam, bam, thank you, man. Smack yeah. them around, got in and out yeah. pretty quickly. Ohio State wins 56-21 to 21 against Rutgers. Uh, Justin Fields has a field day. <laughs> uh, See what you did there. Yeah. 15-19. Uh, Guy throws 19 passes, completes all but four of them. 305 and four touchdowns. Pretty efficient. Yeah, that's uh that's moving well as a quarterback. Yeah. Uh JK Dobbins had a decent day. Uh 17 carries, 89 yards and two touchdowns. But looking at the score, when you put up 21 in the first quarter, 14 in the second quarter, third quarter comes around, some of those starters are not going to be touching the field anymore. No. Definitely. So, not. uh 
they were up 35 to 7 at halftime. No reason for guys, I say that, no reason for most guys to be out on the field. But uh, Ohio State had 217 yards rushing as a team. Uh, it was just a, you got to see pretty much every player. On Ohio State's team. Oh yeah, they they were talking about this week that um, could Rutgers even score on this team? And like I like I said, I, I watch I watch sports talk radio throughout the week. I listen to different podcasts and stuff. But like I said, some people are like, oh, I wonder if you can go to Vegas and bet that Rutgers, you know, wouldn't even score. Like, you better be glad you didn't because Rutgers got twenty one on them. Yeah, number one defense in the land, by the way, giving up like what nine point eight a game. Yeah, I, like and most like, explosive offense in the land. Like I said, they were starting kids that didn't even think they were going to see the field this year. Oh they yeah, not that, starting that, but playing. They got in. So Carl um, Ramrod, exactly. <laughs> uh, but. Like I said, not much to talk about in this game. Justin Fields did his thing. J.K. Dobbins did his while they were in the game. A lot of a lot of bench guys, a lot of second and third stringers getting a lot of time in this game. Rutgers scored 21 points. Whoop-de-doo. Yeah, mostly on the second and third string defense, yeah. so that ain't nothing. Um, number three, Clemson hands Wake Forest their third straight loss after a hot start. Yeah. Uh, Wake Forest was 7-0. Now they are sitting at 7-3 and and did absolutely nothing. Um, it was I, – I looked at the numbers for Wake Forest. Yes, their number one um, number one wide receiver did not play in this game. I think he's out for the year yes. with an injury. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence actually looked like Trevor Lawrence – Supposed to. Air quotes from, you know, what everybody said from the past. 21 of 27, 272 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, ETN having a really good game on the ground. Uh, 16 carries for 121 yards and a touchdown. I think he had a couple catches for like 36 yards or something. So, he had, he had a real, really good uh, overall game. Um, with Everybody knew that Clemson was absolutely going to beat the shit out of him. So, um, nothing really to talk about there except for Wake Forest absolutely stunk it up like it was awful. Yeah, uh, the Demon Deacons are who we thought they were. Yeah, at the nobody. Of the year. Nobody. Uh, they ran into a tough uh, buzzsaw of ACC games and uh, with the key sweat. Nobody lost three straight. So Wake Forest uh, will still go bowling somewhere. Oh yeah, they're, like I said, they're bowl. Like I said, they, the only thing they can really fight for now is, you know, trying to get a better bowl. Try to win your next two, finish out strong, move on to the next. Um, number four game of the week, big time game. Uga, Georgia traveling to the plains and playing Auburn, the number twelve ranked team in the land. Um, this game did not look good, in my honest opinion. It was. It wasn't a fun game to watch at all. No, it. Um, if you look at the numbers in the game, you know, you can tell that it wasn't that great. Uh, I picked Auburn to win this game. They had a chance to win this game, um, but had, had a chance late to win. Yeah, yeah um, and that's you know, and actually that's come. That's all, Auburn's losses. They haven't been blown out. They've had a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake Fromm looked atrocious, 13 to 28 for 110 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Swift, uh, 17 carries, 106 yards. 
I, like I said, your starting quarterback for the number four team is under 50%. Um, yes, Auburn has a really good defense, but you've got to figure out a way to get it going. Oh, yeah. And like, that's uh, Justin, one of our listeners, just said, uh, can't wake up in the fourth and expect to come out on top. No. And no, Auburn, no. Auburn did. They waited until the fourth quarter to start playing Auburn Tiger football. Yeah. And Georgia was able to just barely hold them to 14 and come out with a win. Well, like I said, the total yards in the game, Auburn had 329, and they led the game. Yeah. Auburn, but they lost. Georgia Auburn, had 251. Auburn had 84 rush yards as a team. Which is Four, uncharacteristic. 42 of those came from Bo Nix. Oh, yeah. But Bo Nix, that, you know, decent game. He threw the ball a shit ton of times, but the average was terrible. Yeah. Um, you're 30 of 50 yeah. for 245. Yeah. Uh, he was 30 of 50, 245, and a touchdown. Uh, he had 13 rushes for 42 yards and a touchdown, but he also lost a fumble. Um, Williams, big-time game at wide receiver, caught just about everything that came yeah. his way. Uh, 13 catches, 121 yards. Um I was expecting a little more from this game. Um, I'm not saying I, w- I wasn't expecting like an you know an Alabama LSU big big time shootout no, game. I figured it'd be low scoring, but I figured there would be some pop, some action, too. yeah, some pop in there. Yeah. Like man, damn, that was badass. You know, yeah. something else is gonna happen, but no, it was boring. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't fun to watch. Like um, I, I was expecting a lot more. Like I said, I did I did pick Auburn to win that game. Came up short, 21-14. Um, Georgia still staying in the tops. Uh, Auburn falling back a little bit. Um, their hopes now is to try to, you know, spoil Alabama's one-loss season. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's literally the only thing they that's can a, do. That's a win for them this year yes. is if they can beat uh, two or less Alabama, which uh, we can just slide right into that. Uh Number five, Alabama traveling to the shit. I mean, uh, Mississippi State. Starkville, Mississippi. Stark Vegas. And I don't know how the hell it got that damn name because that place is boring as shit. It, the, everything closes at 12. I, I hear they like cowbells. And I've got a fever. Have you ever been? And the only prescription... It's more cowbell. No, it's not. I, I actually did. Uh, I've actually hung out with some Mississippi State fans before. I'm sorry. At the Music City Bowl. I'm sorry. Uh, Wake Forest Demon Deacons versus Mississippi State Bulldogs. And I had a fucking blast with those guys. Could have been the 340s of Bud Light I drank before the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, freezing cold. Uh, there was a guy sitting a couple of rows in front of me. Straw hat. Big bushy red hair, big bushy red beard, overalls, and no shirt. And it was probably a wind chill of four. Yeah. Drinking and whiskey, keeping warm. Hit a cowbell the size of my head on a huge fucking stick. He was just <laughs> shaking that damn thing. So I had fun with him. I can understand how it'd be annoying if he was the old miss. No, it's just annoying. But uh but I had fun with the guys. Just period. One day I will make it to a night game in Starkville and I'll be in overalls drinking with him. Might have a little bitty cowbell though. Just, sure. but anyways, <laughs> uh, enough stories. Uh, number five Alabama beating the shit out of Mississippi State 30, 38 to seven. Uh, the big story. We'll just get right to it. Tua goes down. Uh, Not only does Tua go down, but Tua gone. Yeah, Tua 
dislocated hip and a fracture on the posterior wall. From That's what, what I they read. nah. They they came back and said there was real. There was no real structural damage. He just dislocated the yeah, hip. So uh, surgery went well. Uh, I don't know if his nose is went down any, but that's something that's uh, yeah. swole. Yeah, he had a uh, he had a fatty for sure. But hey, they had him laid up in his, you know, hospital bed playing his ukulele singing, so I wonder how much dope he was on because that fool was too damn happy to be fucked up. And I saw a quote that said, uh, Ohana means family and family means no one gets left behind and it said Tua, no. That is not from Tua. That is from Lilo and Stitch. A fucking Disney movie, and you know you do not pass that off as this kid saying that because that comes from one of the best Disney movies ever made. Speaking of Disney, you got Disney Plus? I don't. I do. <laughs> but anywho, I got it for the Marvel stuff, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, Alabama was up thirty-five to seven in this game. Uh, Tua was having a really good game. Yeah. Uh, 14 of 18, 256 yards for two touchdowns. Um, and then, of course, he was tackled in an awkward manner, and he dislocated his hip. Uh, Mac Jones come in to uh, finish this game up. But what I was surprised by is that they were up 35-7 to when this injury happened. The game ended at 38-7. to So, I don't know if they were scared the whole time whenever they were out there or what the hell was going on but you figure for them to be sitting at five in the polls your quarterback is gone that you would want to say you know puff your chest up a little bit saying hey you know we still here we can still score points yeah. you scored three on Mississippi State who is terrible and I'm not saying that because I'm an old Miss guy. Mississippi State's terrible. Yeah, they're they're four and six. I get it. Uh, but and like I say, and Chris, you're saying that Mac Jones is good enough to win them a title. There's nothing that Mac Jones has shown that says that they can win a title with him. I I I don't believe he could win a title. I think he could get them there if that's the guy that is cert. If if that's the guy they have to put in at quarterback. I don't think they could lean on him to win a ball game, but he could do enough at quarterback. Yeah, he could beat Trent Dilfer. With the tools around him to win a game. Trent Dilfer is a Super Bowl MVP and champion. So I don't want to hear that comparison. I would say he's. Trent Dilfer's garbage. I would say he's more of a. Trent Dilfer. A John Parker Wilson. He's more of a Nick Foles. He. Oh, my bad, dog. Yeah. He's a field field general out there. Slinging that rock. No, he is going to be a guy that they're gonna they're gonna try to get him into the game, and they're gonna try to get him going with the quick stuff. Yeah, like and I said, they the, may launch one every now and then, but it ain't gonna be consistent enough. And with those for them to be fierce, when you got Judy Smith, Ruggs, Najee Harris to hand the ball off to, that's guys that could carry that team if he can just get the ball to them. If it was me, and it was on me to make this. Um, I would feed Najee Harris till he threw up. The oh. last two games, Najee Harris has shown that that he can that he can tote it. That they can trust him with the ball. They can throw it to him. He can run it. From this time forward, I think that Alabama needs to lean on Najee Harris to get them 
to the promised land, you could say. Yeah. And they're they're going to have to. He's going to have to. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Mac Jones isn't the guy that you can He's a good put pro- a team he's on a his good, back. He's a good prospect, but out of the games that we've watched, he, he, it ain't like he just showed up like Tua did and put up numbers. It You know, it's not the same thing. I mean, A.J. McCarron, Jacob Coker, those, yeah, those guys won one, but those guys, you know, had a little more experience. It's, you know, those guys are experienced where Mac Jones isn't. Mac Jones is not experienced at all. And if you're going up a team that is experienced and they're like, well, if we know they're going to try to throw it underneath and not really go deep, they're going to load it up and make you do something. A couple of years ago, JT Barrett out with injury. Braxton Miller out with injury. In steps Cardell Jones, shotgun. Guess what Ohio State Buckeyes do? Hand it to Zeke. That's all they had to do to win a national title. So I'm not saying Mac Jones couldn't do that the same way Shotgun did for Ohio State. By no means do I think he's not good enough to play for Alabama because he was offered scholarships. And yeah, at but I, I think moving forward, if Alabama wants to make this push for the national title, the only way they get there is if Najee Harris oh. absolutely destroys what the, I think at Western Carolina. So he'll probably go over 100 yards and get a touchdown. If he but plays. In that Auburn game, he better hit 200 yards rushing and like three touchdowns. Well, I mean, we saw just this past weekend DeAndre Swift ran for 106 on him. I'm, um, I'm just so, saying, but, you know, Alabama better show up when they play yeah, Auburn but, and try to absolutely pummel their ass. You look at what. If they, put it this way, if Auburn does not destroy Auburn, they're not getting in. You look at what Jake Fromm and DeAndre Swift did, and they won a football game. Matt Jones, I I think he could do what Jake Fromm did against all. Yeah, he can go. He can throw for under fifty percent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think Najee Harris is good enough to do similar to what DeAndre Swift did. So I'm not counting out Alabama yet. Uh, the polls love them. You love to hate them. And well, like I said, they have they have the prestige. They have the coach. They have the big players. They have the big stage. They've been there before, so they're going to try to be like, hey, you know, this is what we're going to do here, you know. But, like I said, they they physically have to do it. Yeah. You know, as bad as they want to, if they, like I said, if they lay an egg against Auburn, they're not getting in. No, and, and they shouldn't. Two loss Alabama shouldn't go into the playoffs. But No, I'm saying by laying it, like they can still beat Auburn and not get in. This, it just, just depends on – SEC championship game. Well, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm just saying, if they that. play Auburn and do not look good, they're they're going to pick Oregon or Utah or they're somebody st- over them. They're still Alabama. Oh, but still, like I said, they'll still have to Alabama. they have to prove something at that this last two games to that. But enough of the Bammer talk. Um, number six, Oregon playing Arizona, beat the brakes off of them. Yeah. Again, Herbert. Not, not much to talk about. Justin Herbert's about it. Yeah, Herbert, uh, really good game. Uh, 20 for 28, 333 yards, four touchdowns and an interception. Um, like I said, it was never in doubt with the the ugly uniforms of the Oregon Ducks. Yeah. But, uh, like I said, they're still rolling. They're uh, still sitting at number six in the polls. Uh, number seven, Utah, uh, 49-3 to over Utah. I mean, of UCLA. Uh, like I said, everybody knew what was going to happen there. Yeah. They're Hunt, still sitting there. Huntley had a day for Utah. Moss had a day for Utah. Uh, Utah had a day for Utah. Yeah. 
like I said, nobody, you know, given either one of these, like I said, Oregon and Utah game, yeah. they're waiting for the matchup. Oregon punched this ticket to the, the Pac-12 championship game. I think Utah did the same with that win. I don't think there's any other way that anybody could jump them, both of them with one loss sitting, heading into the last couple weeks. Um, we did have an upset inside the top ten. Which, I don't know if I call it an upset. Uh, you, uh, the – Minnesota was beat by Iowa 23-19. to If anybody has watched throughout the year, you'll notice that Iowa has not just been blown away. No, they've been close in the games that they've lost. And in some cases, Minnesota was the underdog in this game. Yes, on, the, were, on the road. They were supposed to lose. On the road, at the Hawkeyes, home field. I want to go there one day. Oh, yeah. great! One, the best new tradition in football. Yes. I won't say the greatest tradition in college football, but it's the best new tradition, turning yes. and waving at the kids in the children's hospital. Definitely be a uh, bucket list type thing to go to a stadium. But the Hawkeys win 23-19. Well, uh, the champ, but Minnesota also had a chance to win that game. They did. At the very end, uh, let's see, uh, Tanner Morgan, he was sacked back-to-back, second and third down. Backup comes in. Kramer throws an uh, interception to end the game. Iowa picked it off on fourth down, still the win. So Minnesota had a chance. Uh, Tanner Morgan still had a good game, 25-36, 368, and a touchdown. Uh, Tyler Johnson, huge game for Minnesota. Nine receptions, 170 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Minnesota only had 63 Rush yards as a team, and that's something that's, that's what not uncharacteristic for them this year. They've rushed, yeah. they've ran the ball really. They've ran well. the ball really good, and get held under seventy yards, well below their average. I mean that <laughs> that hurts your offense. That closes a lot of your playbook up. Yeah, because once, once you get the run game established, you start you know you start leaning on those yeah. guys, and they get tired. You start that's, you know and you got to wear them down. Your playbook opens up. Oh yeah, everything opens up based off the run. So they wasn't able to get anything going on the ground, and it. Hurt them in the long run. Four quarters of football, they couldn't run the ball, so they lost. Yep. Uh, we had number nine, Penn State, taking on number 24, Indiana. Indiana, another team, not playing that bad. No, I mean. And they had a chance to win. They had a chance to win, and Penn State squeaked by, letting them come back into that game late. And uh, for the number nine ranked team, doesn't look too good. But it's something to build on. I wouldn't say game confidence. From, well, you got to learn from your mistakes, and there was a lot made in this it game. It builds a lot of motivation to play well this upcoming week. Oh, yeah. They better when, play well this coming week when or their ass going to get blown out. When they take on the Buckeyes. Yeah. So, uh, Ramsey had a good game for Indiana, 31-41, 371, and a touchdown. Uh the thing that impresses me about Penn State is you don't know who's going to have a good game on the ground for them. They've got multiple running backs that can have good games. So they might be able to lean on that against Ohio State in future games, but only time will tell. Time to see what Franklin's really made of this coming week. Anchor down. They better do something. <laughs> um, moving on to the next game, which was my favorite game to watch this this, this past week. Um, number 10, Oklahoma traveling to Waco and taking on the number 13, Baylor Bears. Um, for those of you that did not watch this game, you freaking missed one of the greatest comebacks. Oh, yeah. Of ever. 
you know, is one of them. Yeah, it's um, the biggest deficit in Oklahoma history yeah. that they came back from. So, and that's saying a lot because Oklahoma football been around for a long time. has a great history. But um, the Baylor Bears um, and Brewer came out and was giving it to them. Oh, Charlie Brewer, 18 of 29, 194 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. But got, a lot of that came early in the game. The the My favorite stat from this game, I guess, stat, a uh, little fun fact, whatever you want to call it, Jalen Ramsey, Charlie Brewer, led their teams in passing and rushing. Both starting quarterbacks led the team in passing and rushing. So if you were if you like quarterbacks that can get out of the pocket, got some wheels on them, get downfield, this was the game to watch. Not Jalen Ramsey, by the way. Oh, sorry, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> You're sorry. on roll. I wasn't gonna stop you. I was, I was looking. <laughs> I was looking at my notes and saw Peyton Ramsey from the the, the PSU game. But anyways, but yes, Hurts. Really nice game. Thirty of forty-two, two ninety-seven, four touchdowns, one interception. 27 rushes, 114 yards, but the tale of this game was no C.D. Lamb. Yeah, no. Why did he not play? Their best wide receiver out. I don't know. Nobody still knows? I don't know. Like, because there was a lot of people, like, I, w- I was traveling a little bit during the game. Yeah. So, I, like I said, oh, they're like, oh, yeah, C.D. Lamb's on the sidelines. And I was like, well, what the hell happened to him? And they're like, oh, he's over here trying to pump up the crowd and all this other stuff. And I'm like, well, what the hell's he doing? Why isn't he playing? Because, like I said, it was on ESPN Radio, and, like I said, they were not really saying, you know, C.D. Lamb, C.D. Like, that's usually who oh, Hurts is throwing that's to. That's his favorite target. Like I said, early in this game, the Baylor Bears put it on Oklahoma, and everybody thought that this was about to be a freaking rout. Um, Baylor goes into halftime um, leading 28-3, and for most of you out there that may not know, we've also seen this 28-3 score before. The Atlanta Falcons. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> the New England Patriots. Jalen Hurts, no quit, no surrender. At the point in time when he needed to be the man that they got him to come to Oklahoma for. They were down huge and persevered through all of that to lead his team to a victory on the road. I've been preaching Hertz has been my number one Heisman guy pretty much all year. I understand stats-wise, you know, 30 of 42, 297, four touchdowns, great. Had Had an interception. Last week had an interception, or week before last, however you want to look at it. And I said he was trying to force the ball downfield. That was Jalen Hurts trying to make a play. This week it's the same thing. Drop back, feel some pressure, has faith in his receiver, throws a bullet. Cornerback steps in front of it. All right, he had three three fumbles. Oh, shit, three fumbles. Lost two of them. One of those I have some questions about. Because technically, the ground caused that fumble. Yeah, sticking ball in the hand, hits the ground, and kind of squirted it out. Yeah, so I, I've always been told ground can't cause a fumble. That's what I've always heard. So yeah. I, I that one's iffy on me, but still, fuck it. I give them two fumbles. But this game, late in the game, was 
the Heisman moment for Hurts. I mean, if you can't, if you want to get what type of kid this is, watch the fourth quarter of this game and watch how he motivates the team and puts them on his back and wins. He, he won this football game. His best wide receiver's out. He's leading the team in rushing and passing. Jalen Hurts won this game. It's a two-dog race for the Heisman. Oh, yeah. Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. And and I've got a bunch of stats wrote down here that we're going to go over. Trust <laughs> me. Um, with that game, um, I was thoroughly impl- impressed with uh, Jalen Hurts in Oklahoma. Like I said, I, I thought the woes were going to continue for the Oklahoma's shit defense because everybody knows Ooh. they have shit defense in that, in that league they play in. Um, but um, – like I said, we had Daniel Sater talking about Hurts not being able to watch field goals thanks to Bama. Yeah, he had his back turned the whole time. Literally looking at an assistant coach, I believe. Oh, he's Sorry. checking out something, and he wasn't no assistant coach. Mm. He's probably checking out the stars of the sky going, please, good Lord, make this thing go through. Well, I, know, <laughs> I know there was an assistant coach with his hand on his shoulder like, buddy, will be okay. I feel you, dog. I feel you. But, but Oklahoma was able to pull out a win, and it was a – Quality win. Yes, I can it say was. so myself. Um, that boosted their numbers a little bit. Um, like I said, that was a very, very, very exciting game to watch. Uh, we're going to give you a rundown of what's coming up this week. Um, we have Penn State at number eight traveling to number two Ohio State. The horseshoe. To the shoe. Um, I'm pretty sure game day is going to be there. That's uh, the biggest game for both of these guys so far this year. But Ohio State's going to have two big back-to-back games. I hope that RV that game day's in has had a tire rotation balance and alignment because the roads in Columbus, Ohio Suck. are shit. Yeah. Um, one thing for Ohio State, they are getting back their defensive star. He is going to be playing in this. Uh, Chase Young, uh, the favorite of one of our listeners. Uh, he he Number absolutely loves the guy. On the draft big board. For yeah, Chase Young is – is a very very large kid, very talented, too. and he yeah he is very very talented. Um, some other games we have coming up, uh, we have number number five Alabama playing West Carolina. Really nothing. This is going to be a tune up game trying to get ready for Auburn. Uh, we have Texas A and M traveling to Georgia in Athens. So um, crazy things have happened late in the year. Can Georgia, you know, bounce back from their shit performance against Auburn? Uh, can Texas A&M get something going for themselves? They've had a tough year playing against some top teams. They haven't had an easy road at all. Um, so that's that's going to be something to look forward to. Uh, the hapless, you know, Arkansas Razorbacks Ooh. traveling to number one LSU. If LSU doesn't drop 70, I don't know what's wrong with them. Um, Arkansas Joe will be resting. Uh, yeah. He, he'll probably be sleeping in the, in the locker room by, you know, the end of the first quarter. He's probably done thrown four touchdown passes at this point in time. Um, like I said, Arkansas stands absolutely no chance at all, even though that is a rivalry game between Arkansas and LSU. I think they play for the boot or some crazy shit or whatever it may be. Um, got number six, Oregon, traveling to Arizona State. Uh, shouldn't be no problems with there. Herbert and the boys will, you know, they'll get on the road and throw a beat down on them. Uh, TCU is traveling to number nine, Oklahoma. O- Oklahoma will need to do something in this game. They cannot have another almost meltdown against the T- uh, against the Horn Frogs because yeah. TCU could fuck around and beat them. TCU could, and 
that's one of the games in the Big 12 to watch. Another one, if you want to watch, same same game from this past week. Well, same one of the same teams. Baylor at 14 playing Texas. Mm-hmm. That's a trap game for Baylor. Uh, Can they get up from the loss? One, it's the loss, and two, Texas. Ain't Texas. They're not Texas, but it's they usually, still have a good team. Usually a good game, and they've they've had a they've had good games this year. Yes. And then the other game for me to watch out for trap game: Wisconsin and Purdue. Purdue's no slouch. Wisconsin, but should be a fun game to watch if you like Big Ten football. Oh, most definitely. Uh, we have number seven Utah traveling to Arizona. Um, Oregon just beat beat up on Arizona. Utah's going to do the same thing. Yeah, that's going to be you probably around the same score. Some, <laughs> someone's still out there. Yes, someone is the the coach for the Arizona Wildcats. Uh, the last top ten uh, we have uh, Minnesota traveling to Northwestern, which could be a game for them that could cause them problems. Oh yeah, uh, Northwestern usually messes around and beats somebody they shouldn't. Uh, like last year, they ended up in the championship game. True. Like I said, Northwestern is going to bring these guys in. Minnesota is going to need to bounce back big time in this game. Uh, they'll need to get that running game going so those boys can open up and, you Run know. The boat. Yeah, they, they've got to get it going because they cannot afford another loss. Definitely not. Last thing I want to talk about with NCAA, Division One football bowl series or whatever the fuck they're called these days. Time for some knowledge. Oh, man. I've been reading up. Getting my little brain tingling. I want to talk about Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts. A little comparison. All right. Two totally different types of quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. All right. Joe Burrow. On the year, 268 for 341. 3,687 yards. LSU record. That is a 78.6 completion rate. Unreal. That's going to be a record, too, if I'm not mistaken. That's a 10.8 average. Per throw. That's, yeah. a, that's the first, first down. down. And then some. 38 touchdowns on the year through the air. Six interceptions. Been sacked 23 times. Offensive line's looking pretty good. That's a 202.7 rating as a quarterback. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Now let's go to Jalen Hurts. A lot less attempts. About 100 less on the year. He's 181. For 248, that's a 73% completion rating. About five points off from Burrow, five and a half. 3,039 yards, about 650 yards less. Mm -hmm. That's a 12.3 average, though. 28 TDs, that's 10 less touchdowns than Joe Burrow. Five interceptions. So these last couple of weeks with the interception in each game, Fuck it. Whatever. Only been sacked 14 times. He got some legs on him. Joker strong. Mm-hmm. Been sacked 14 times. That goes back to the legs. Yep. Able to move around. So, that's a 209. 209.1 rating. Mm-hmm. That's about six points higher than Joey Burrow. To me, that's apples to apples right there with those two guys. Oh, yeah. Not so fast, my friend. Throwing the rushing stats. Went all out on this. Joe Burrow, 75 attempts, 215 yards. That's a 2.9 average. 
pretty shitty for an average. But he's a quarterback. What do you explain? The sacks bring that down. Three touchdowns on the year. Jalen Hurts, flip side of the pillow. 152 attempts, 983 yards on the year. That's a 6.5 average and 15 touchdowns on the ground. Yep. Let's smash all that shit together. Make a shit sandwich for these chicken fuckers. Total yards. Joe Burrow, 3,902, 41 touchdowns on the year. Jalen Hurts, a little bit more yardage. 4,022 total yards and 43 touchdowns. You can say what you want about Joe Burrow. The guy's great. The guy's good. He's having an excellent year. Numbers to numbers. And I know my buddy Fat Bottom said, how many good defenses does the Big 12 play? I don't give a fuck. I don't you're I'm a guy that does not look at conferences. I ain't said nothing. Zero. I don't care what fucking conference you play in. You can play in the Mac. You're putting up these numbers and you're getting primetime games. Heisman voters are going. Oh, Joe Burrow. Oh, Jalen Hurts. Oh, Joe Burrow. Oh, Jalen Hurts. That's the only two names these guys are seeing right now. Jalen Hurts is on a big stage. Jalen Hurts has big numbers. Joe Burrow's on a big stage. Joe Burrow has big numbers. To me, it's still a coin flip. Who would you take? If you had to pick one of them to lead your school. Oh, Jalen Hurts. Oh, all day. In any system? If you're picking leadership. In any system. He's proved it. Won a national championship at Alabama. He had some damn good defense, so quit. I'm talking about offensive. Fuck all that. In an offensive system where you're going to be blowing people out. He won a national championship at Alabama in an offense that's completely different than the offense he's running in Oklahoma. But that also comparison, you're talking about the yardage and stuff. Joe Burrow can run the ball. He is a situational guy. He I runs what you, he needs to. I told you. But look at here. you're talking about your rushing stats. Did you look at the rushing stats for LSU and then the rushing stats for Oklahoma? Did you look? at the actual running back positions instead of just rushing. I just ask Jalen Hurts. It's two different. I, I know. I understand what you're saying. Heisman voters. I understand that. But I wanted to know. Since you did all this, I was like, did you look at that too? Heisman voters do not give a fuck about what the running back did for quarterbacks. I know. Don't care. But they they want to know about that the wins and losses and who you lost to so and care. all that other stuff. I proved that a couple of weeks ago when uh, more more three loss quarterbacks have won the Heisman than undefeated quarterbacks. Yeah, but you also got to look who else was in the race with those guys. Damn good people. Yeah, well, they pick them for a reason. So, yeah, exactly. So, and I'm sure there are some undefeated teams those years. Three lost quarterbacks won. Yeah, well, Lamar Jackson won. Well, Lamar Jackson was a video <laughs> game guy. Exactly. So, <laughs> so if you're comparing stats to stats, he's done that in NFL too. Exactly. <laughs> so, if you're comparing stats to stats, yards to yards, touchdowns to touchdowns, interceptions to interceptions. Ratings to ratings, complete percentage, complete, uh, completion percentage, completion percentage, all that good shit. These two guys are neck and neck. It can go either way. And I don't care. You can tell me all day. Big 12 doesn't play defenses. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> two fucks are given about defense that Big 12 plays, and I don't have one to give you. So, to me, 
It's neck and neck. Heisman voters. Joe Burrow goes out against Auburn, shows his or uh, against Georgia, shows his ass. SEC championship game shows his ass. The rest of the season has a good chance of winning. Ah, uh, he's got. He, I'm pretty sure he's going to put up close to 400 yards a game until it's all said and done. Jalen Hurts goes out and does the same thing. Has a good chance of winning. So to me, apples to apples right now. No, neither one of these guys has done anything to separate himself from the other one. Both won big games. Both won on big stages. Both have crazy good numbers. Joe Burrow's undefeated. Whoop you fucking do. Who cares? More three lost quarterbacks have won the Heisman, or three lost players have won the Heisman than undefeated players. Heard? That's all I got. All right, guys, we're going to move on to the NFL section of our show. Um, and we've got to start with the biggest shit show of the of the season so far. <clears throat> Literally and it's, figuratively. It's fun to watch. Um, Went to a fight and a football game broke out. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Cleveland. I did call Cleveland winning this game, uh, even though they probably shouldn't have. But um, this was a shite show. Uh, Mason Rudolph, absolutely abysmal. 23 of 44 for 221 yards, one touchdown, and four interceptions, bringing his last two week totals to freaking a lot. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 17 of 32, 193, and two touches. Uh, he did have a touchdown called back uh, with Odell Beckham. That was a really nice catch, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. Um, Chubby having a good game, 27 carries, 92 yards. Um, again, the Pittsburgh Steelers are not running the football. They look absolutely atrocious in the run game. Um, passing game, like I said, you just heard the stats, so it really wasn't all that. Um, like I said, the Cleveland really ain't doing too much. Like I said, a twenty-seven to or twenty-one to seven score, but all the talk of this game has come down to uh, Miles Garrett. And Mason Rudolph. Yeah, literally the only thing I have wrote down for this game is fight. Garrett suspended indefinitely. And to be honest, um, it, it, it was more than one person getting suspended. Miles um, Garrett was suspended indefinitely for uh, the incident. Um, I can't remember the defensive tackle's name. Um, he was suspended a game because after the whole thing happened, um, you know, Miles Garrett's on the ground getting his ass kicked by Mike Pouncey and somebody else. And Mason Rudolph stands up and homeboy comes out of <laughs> nowhere. Blast his ass. He gives him the old belly bump. Like, boom, bitch, get back down. You know, he was he was suspended for that. Um, and then, of course, you know, we we're talking about Mike Pouncey and whoever the other guy was. I think it was Mike Castro. Um, as, for those of you that have not seen it, you can get on anywhere and see it. Um, I would suggest you uh, follow a fellow, man. fellow podcaster, Bob Minery. Uh, he does some commentating and go and watch his uh, play-by-play for the fight. Uh, <laughs> for the fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very entertaining stuff. Rated R. Don't let the kids watch it. But, uh, yeah, go and watch that. Yeah. Um, in this, in this uh, fight that we are talking about um, – Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett are tied up. Um, Garrett did hit him a little late. Whatever. They're on the ground, scrumming, snagging, pulling at each other. 
you can even see that Mason Rudolph pulls at Miles Garrett's helmet some. Well, they get on their feet, and as they're getting to their feet, Miles. Oh no, 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 no! Miles Garrett got to his feet. Well, yeah, and then he assisted yeah. Rudolph by pulling him up by his dome piece, yeah, <laughs> and then ripping his dome piece off, and then busting him upside the head with it. Which Blasting is, I've seen helmets get ripped off before, like Kyle Turley snatched somebody's helmet off, giving the old heave ho, and other things. I've seen. Um, what is it? Uh, Cortland Finnegan and Andre Johnson ripping the helmet off, and then Andre Johnson hit him with the old two piece and a biscuit whooped his ass on the field, son. Like, Andre Johnson was the quietest dude you ever seen in your life. That fool got hands. And that's why I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that for Cortland. His, you know. I Al- did, and I'm a Titans fan. Alabama, that shit was funny. He Alabama, his ass. Alabama kid went to Samford <laughs> University down in Birmingham. Uh, I, I want to see Cortland have a little bit more heart in a fight than what he oh, had. But anyways. He had plenty of heart, but he also had equal lefts and rights upside his head. <laughs> um, like I said, it was a big thing everybody's talking about. Or not everybody. Some people are like, Miles Garrett should never play a game down in the NFL again. Um, and just all these other things. Miles knows that he fucked up. Oh, well, he knew it when he was doing it that he was fucking up. Yeah. To me, it's on the same level as Albert Hainsworth when he stomped on a guy's fucking face with cleats. Well, if, oh, what's his name? Undomican Sue or however you want to say his name? He stomped on people all the time. Undomican Sue is a beast. Uh, He's stomping on people too. But, but like, this this goes beyond anything we've ever seen before. Well. It does. To, to me, it's. There's nothing you can compare that to. You compare it to Albert Hainsworth no. stepping on a guy's head. No. You're wearing cleats and you step on a guy's face. He's That's, got a face mask on. He stepped on his eyeball. <laughs> so to did me, toe blow through. To me, it's the same as that. Albert Hainsworth did that to hurt the guy. Yeah. Miles Garrett did this to hurt Mason Rudolph. Everything is like he said, man. I didn't mean to take his helmet off. I was trying to put it back on his head. <laughs> yeah. So, but. Mason Rudolph is actually very lucky that he was actually clipped by the the earpiece part of the oh, helmet. If he was to be hit with the side if or it was the crown, he would have been he would have been knocked out again. for cocoa puffs. Late, yeah, again. Just I, just a few weeks ago, he was knocked out cold, snoring. Like yeah, him, like and that, it would have been the same thing. And like I said, they're going to charge him with assault. No, they're not. Mason Rudolph's not pressing charges. Oh, he's not? Nah. Attaboy. Don't be a bitch your whole life. Rudolph's not pressing charges. Said uh, he could have handled it differently. Well, hell, he uh, kicked him in the nuts. Yeah, he had cleats and balls. Well, let me go ahead and tell you. I played football. I got kicked in the nuts for it. You know what the hell I did? Whenever we got into a scrim and, like, the pile was on, I'd catch you, and guess what you was getting? The elbow all up in your shit. I was going to put all the pressure I could on you in a pile. But see, not everybody has that old school mentality like, you know, back when we were growing up watching football, you didn't really clothesline somebody. And as the game progressed along, you had to, if you were going to get something in, you got it in in the pile. Yeah. If you were going to get somebody back for doing something to you, you got it in in the pile. Oh. Like your brother can tell you, ah, man, anytime how many times I've been on the bottom of the pile, like getting a fumble or something, and somebody that I yoked going across the middle on a pass play would literally come in and dive head first to me. But guess what? They really didn't get to me because I'm the I'm the guy on the bottom of the pile curled up. So, you know, people try to get some get back on me in those piles. But, like I said, this could have gone a whole lot of different ways. 
um, there was really no way for him to get get back get kicked in the nuts. This is possibly, and it's terrible to say, this is the best outcome that could have happened. Miles Garrett gets kicked in the dick. And Mason Rudolph doesn't die. Yeah. Best outcome from everything that transpired. That's the best outcome. Because if you walk up to any NFL player and kicked him in the nuts, fool, you finna die. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean. And Miles Garrett is not a small guy. He's not a small guy. He's like, what, 6'8, 295? He's not weak. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's a scary individual with a little bitty mustache. Yeah. <laughs> So, did you see like right after the game that like I think it was earlier in the day that he autographed many helmets or whatever and they were giving it away <laughs> and they're like, hey, how is this going to get delivered? If it's going upside my head, I don't want it. <laughs> but like I said, I actually think that Mason Rudolph should be suspended for something that he did. They only fined him like thirty five thousand dollars or something. Um, like I said, Pouncey got three games. The defensive tackle got one game. Miles Garrett, you know, indefinite. Uh, I actually think that my, uh, that Mason Rudolph should have got a game or two for his part in it because you can't do that. You are the quarterback of an NFL team. All eyes are on you. You're supposed to set an example for one, being an NFL player, but doing that, it's petty and childish. I understand, you know, how these guys are supposed to hold themselves to higher standards and all that. At the end of the day, these are guys going out playing a child's game. And emotions are high, things get said, actions are done, and they're just people. But nobody's ever made me want to kick them in the nuts. Somebody comes to your work and kicks you in the dick, you're going to be pissed off. I'm going to punch them in the face. Exactly. There's and, a difference. And <laughs> Miles Garrett did that, except well, he had well, a helmet. <laughs> so, so it's the same. I understand these guys are supposed to be professionals. It doesn't matter. You're mowing the yard. Somebody comes up, puts a shoe in your balls. Guess what? You're going to try to hit them with a lawnmower. <laughs> you know Come back I mean? here, bitch. <laughs> so, so to me, I understand these guys have to act professional and all that. <laughs> Captain is saying no shit to my Yeah. So, so to me, though, yeah, suspend them, whatever. Miles Garrett suspended indefinitely. Uh, I would catch an assault charge if I went upside somebody's dome with a helmet. Uh, he's lucky he's not going to. Straight dick grabbing. <laughs> and uh, we're reading comments now. You got to hit him with the dick graze. Uh, but I think Garrett's going to be suspended the rest of this year. Yeah. Probably. Uh, no, he's suspended for this year. And for if somehow they make the playoffs, ain't going to happen. He's suspended for that too. I'm, I'm saying he might get suspended four games next year too. I think he should get some from next year, so, or next year as well. I mean, it, it's going to be something like that. But moving on, nothing else happened in that fucking game except yeah. for the Browns winning. Uh, Cowboys lines, yay! Dak Prescott had a huge yeah, day. Boys. Uh, Twenty nine to forty six, four forty four, and three touchdowns for Prescott. Uh, They're saying he's having MVP year. Uh, he might be, but too bad Lamar Jackson's having a better MVP year. Yeah. So and uh, Russell Wilson. So, and Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook. Yeah, all those guys. Much better years than Dak Prescott. <laughs> Although he is leading the league in yards right now. I'm going to say, Dak, Dak's having a but pretty good season. The biggest news from this story, or from this game, is... Zeke ain't about shit. The Detroit Lions. Bo Scarborough. Pulling Bo Scarborough up from the practice squad. Freaking big swole, son. 
So I thought he, I didn't think he was even in the NFL anymore. <laughs> when that fool scored a touchdown, I was like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" And all of a sudden, it's Scarborough. Is that Bo? And I was, was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> he was practice squadding, but uh, Dallas wins this game. They should have lines are falling behind. No Matt Stafford, you know. So and that sucks, man. Because Matt Stafford's a damn good ball player. Yeah. No. No carry on Johnson. They're missing a lot of key pieces to their offense. Uh, defense can only do so much against NFL offenses. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, Cowboys win 35-27. We have the Jaguars traveling to Indianapolis. Your boy. Nick Foles is back. How'd that work out for him? Big Dick Nick. Season's not over. That's what Did he told Did he get slapped around, though? A little bit, you know, still threw for almost 300 yards and two touchdowns. But, like I said, he threw the ball a lot of times not to crack 300 yards. 47 times. That's a lot. Fuck. How many touchdowns does Leonard Fournette have on the year? None. And he has one. One. And how many times does he touch the ball? So I don't want to hear that. That, that offensive line is shit in Jacksonville. They're missing Telvin Smith on defense. They're, everybody's just running, doing whatever the fuck they want when they play. Jacksonville, the so Jagoffs, who we play this week, coming off our bye. Oh, and is it at home? Home game, baby. Sure, I'd love to go and see Big Dick Nick play. Get smacked around because that's what the fuck's gonna happen. I'm gonna beat that ass, send his ass packing. Nick Foles throws three touchdowns, three hundred and thirty yards, and they still times. lose by twenty. Oh well, he still has good stat line. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck if I lose or not. But yeah, the Colts win thirty-three to thirteen. Uh, Jacoby Brissett actually came back and played in this game. Yeah, he did. He'd he been missing a couple weeks. Uh, he threw for threw for a touchdown, ran for a touchdown, um, and actually in this game, their leading rusher is somebody that you wouldn't think. It was you know Marlon Mack. <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't it. And then Went you got, down. Um, Wilkins, Ole Miss guy's there. But like I said, he's just a backup. Naheem Hines. Yeah, Hines is in there. Jonathan Williams. Yeah, I went to school with a guy named Jonathan Williams. Not the, same, the same guy. Not the same guy. 13 carries, 116 yards leading the way for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I was like, damn, you know, who's this guy? Apparently they got a little ball player on their hands. Yeah. Uh, DJ Chark led all receivers, eight catches, 104 yards, and two touchdowns thanks to – Nicky Foles slanging it to him. But um, Jaguars fall to four and six. Uh, and Colts improving to six and four. Four and two at home. Um, like I said, they're trying to keep pace with the Texans and hold off the Titans because AFC South is a tight, 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 tight race. Tight race. Uh, moving on, nothing to talk about here except Your for, boy. The, for the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen beating the Miami Durfins. Uh, Fitzpatrick had a decent game. Who cares? Josh Magic Josh Allen tied a career high three touchdowns in a game. At twenty one of thirty three, two fifty six, and three touchdowns. Miami Dolphins, professional football team, traded Kenyon Drake earlier this year. Mark Walton beats up pregnant women, so he got kicked off the fucking team. <laughs> twenty three rushing yards as a team. Ball out. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can get 23 rushing yards at the ripe age of 34. There's a fourth fourth string running back in Indianapolis that had 116 yards. In Indianapolis, they haven't ran the football in 40 fucking years. Says Adrian James. 40 years. (laughs) There's a throwback name for all you kiddies out there. And this guy's a fourth string running back, and he has... Almost five times as much yards <laughs> as the Miami Dolphins team. 
Come on. Yeah. I mean, fuck. The Dolphins have to figure something out. They're they not- are figuring it out. They're like, we suck. Let's ride this bitch out. <laughs> what running back are you going to take? What? <laughs> They've won two games. They're not getting the number one pick. Yeah. Their best hope is to get Chase Young, and that don't help your fucking offense. No. I mean, he could probably – he could run for more than 23 yards probably. Gar- guaranteed he can. <laughs> so – Ain't played running back probably since he was in junior high. He getting 23 yards. But uh, John Brown balling out for the Bills. Nine receptions, 137 yards, two touchdown passes. That's all I've got for the report out of Miami. <laughs> the Broncos traveling to Minnesota. Where my boys. I'm, I'm low-key Vikings fan. like them. I don't know why. Probably because John Randall back in the day. I always watched him. Love John Randall. Because of Dalvin Cook. That's why you're a fan. No. I'm, 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 you know, I'm actual, like, liked him long time. Yeah. They also had Randy yeah. Moss when I was growing up. Chris Carter, Robert Smith, all those guys. Dante mm-hmm. Culpepper, uh, Randall Cunningham. I can name all kinds of people. Fuck you. you could, Not you just could, one guy. You could say that the you've loved the Vikings long time. Love you long time. Uh, but, also had Chris Carter, who was a drunk for Philadelphia, and they cut his ass loose, and he went to Minnesota and became and, a Hall of Famer. Yeah, Hall of Famer, you know, so, what happened with no that? No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the Minnesota Vikings, 5-0 and at home after this win. They win 27-23. to a, a much better game than I thought it was going to be. Yes, it actually was. Uh, they were down 20 to nothing at halftime. And I don't know if you watched this game but I did. I tuned in a little The beginning bit. of this game was absolute shit. Trash. The Vikings have got to clean up this fumbling kicks and all this other shit because I think they have more fumbles on kickoffs than anybody in the league. Like, while I was sitting there, I'm sitting there watching the game. I turned and looked over. They were fumbling the ball or turning it over. I was like, what the hell is going on? You just got to put Dalvin back there. Like, no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Like I said, put Treadwell back there at least. Fuck. Let full hold on to it. But I, I don't know what their problem is, but I think uh, in games in the NFL, if you were down 20 to nothing, you were 0-99 in the last five years, if I'm not mistaken. You were. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings fought back, scored 27 points in the second half, and erased one of the biggest deficits of their franchise to get the win. So it is now one in ninety nine in the last five years after being down twenty to nothing. Yep, Minnesota's a, the one out of a hundred. Yeah. Um, so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Kirk Cousins showing out, having a really good day. Uh, twenty nine of thirty five, three hundred and nineteen yards and three touchdowns. You like that? Okay. Just asking. Beat the shit out of me in our <laughs> fantasy leagues. What you did this week? You like that? No, I didn't. <laughs> I was freaking praying for a freaking miracle. What I really didn't like was Dalvin Cook, 11 rushes for 26 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, didn't have his best game. Broncos, uh, I, I believe the Broncos came into that game and said, fuck if we don't do anything uh, shut down be- Dalvin. besides shut down Dalvin Cook, that's what we're going to do. So, And they did. Uh, but like, like we said in previous weeks, you can slow Dalvin Cook down. You won't stop him completely. No. And they didn't. They got into the end zone. Yeah, he um, he also caught five balls for 31 yards, so he literally had a shit day. But, like I said, he got some points for you people with the PPR league. Uh, Stephon Diggs had a really good day, five catches, 121 and a touch. Uh, Kyle uh, Rudolph had another good day, five catches, 67 yards and a touch. So th- those two fellas was doing what they could to help out. Um like I said, it, it was a terrible, terrible, terrible game. Freaking fumbles all over the place, but those boys came back. I actually, like I said, I was 
I was watching that whole game. Blake was like, come on, guys, y'all need to come back because, you know, I had Kirk Cousins starting the quarterback. I needed all the help I could get. There you go. But it did help me. I'm still number one in my fantasy league. And my big one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still you, – you may have beat my ass, but guess what? Who's still in top five? This guy. Yeah, exactly. So still, don't think about it. We still in there. Still a lot of a lot of football to be played. And you've seen kinda. you've seen the team that I have, so it is <laughs> yeah. absolutely a freaking miracle that I'm even in contention of anything. Yeah. Because like he will tell you, he saw who uh, he was playing against, which was me, and my team is shit. All my good players got hurt, so I had to start picking up who the hell I could. But they find they're finding a way. They, to the, the boys are finding a way to get wins for me. That's the only thing that freaking matters, and I love the shit out of it. Um, moving on to the next game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> Saints win this one 34-17. Who cares about Drew Brees? He threw for like 230 fucking yards and three touchdowns. whoop you fucking do The biggest news out of this, Jameis Winston, 30 of 50. Hey, he's leading the NFL in a category, all 30, right? 30 of 51, 313 yards, two touchdowns, four interceptions, one fumble, but he didn't lose it. So, <laughs> this again falls right back to what I was talking about Miami. Some about some teams in fucking Florida that cannot run the ball. Tampa Bay as a team had eight, eight carries. Team, team, 11 fucking people on one side of the ball. Eight carries and 36 yards. I'm not good at math. Never fucking claimed to be, never was, but that's not good. No. If you're in the NFL and you can't run the ball more than eight times, eight people. <laughs> I have that many fingers. I have two two extra. Eight for 36 yards. No wonder Jameis Winston has 50 fucking interceptions on the year. He's the only thing they've got. He's, he throwing, 51 times. he's throwing prayers to Mike Evans and Godwin and whoever the fuck they're tied in is. Brayton, O.J. Howard, and all these fucking He's throwing prayers to them. So if you play Tampa Bay, literally rush one guy. Rush one guy, send everybody else back in zones or fucking man. <laughs> they're going to run eight times. after When they get to 10 carries, just fucking stop even playing the run. They're not going to do anything else. <laughs> Drop back in pass coverage. Three-man front, nothing but DBs on the field. On to the next. (laughs) (laughs) But for you guys that are Saints fans, uh, Kamara had a pretty decent day. Uh, Michael Thomas had a a encouraging day of Uh, saying, hey, I'm still the leader in the NFL over the last three years. Those are are at, At a young age, he has more catches, more yards, and more touchdowns than anybody in league history for you history nuts out there. And we're going to slide into another game where two teams have a total of four wins between each other. whoop de doo uh, The New York football Jets traveled to D.C. to take on the Washington Redskins. And, oh boy. Um, yeah, the Jets won 34-17. Sam Darnold, 19-30. 293, four touchdowns. Uh, Le'Veon Bell... Whatever, 18 carries for 59 yards and a touchdown. I don't know if that's his norm now that he's now in the Jets. Yeah, that's um, what happens when you go play Jet football. Uh, yeah, um, 
like I said, the boys in Washington are just absolutely atrocious. They're 0-5 at home. Their only win is on the road since they only have one. Um, moving on to the next game is probably um, upset, upset of, the of the year. No, this is the year. Well, yeah, probably. The Falcons traveling to Carolina and smacking the Panthers around like little bitches. It wasn't even – a close upset. This was no. They scored three points at the end of the game, the so it was literally game. a shutout until they kicked that field goal. Yeah, it was. We're gonna beat the hell out of you, and you're gonna sit back and take it until we say you've had enough. And the Falcons didn't really let up until the end of the game. Uh, Kyle Allen threw four interceptions, uh, threw the ball fifty times. Again, another team that just fucking airing it out. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had 14 carries for seven yards. The big numbers, though. 11 receptions for 121 yards. I appreciate you, homie. I needed all that. Yeah, so big game through the air. Uh, Why you have a Pro Bowl running back and you don't hand him a fucking ball more than 14 times, but you let a – Because they were behind the whole time. You can't run the ball from behind unless you're the Titans. (laughs) You you can. like so, they ain't scored they all day though. Would have would have stood a better chance feeding Christian McCaffrey the ball fifty times than Kyle Allen throwing it fifty times. That's also very true because he had four interceptions and he was sacked five times, so it's really not a good showing. No, that's two weeks back to back, if I'm not mistaken. That Kyle Allen is late an egg. Yeah, yeah. Matt Ryan was twenty one of thirty one for three hundred eleven yards and a touchdown. That touchdown was to Calvin Ridley, who had eight receptions for one hundred and forty three yards. Uh, so pretty good day. The Falcons were just. Who cares if uh, Who cares if we have a fucking running back or anything? Don't need them. We're just going to throw the ball with Matt Ryan. Yeah. Uh, and Kenyon Barner had a punt return for a touchdown too. So. He also had a pass for three yards. Yeah, so they're all, all aspects. But he also fumbled the ball, but yeah. he didn't recover it. Yeah, so all aspects of the game was going the Falcons' way. The Panthers... Like I said, they just had to sit back and take a beating for four quarters. And then when the Falcons said, all right, kick your field goal. Yeah. And we'll go home. And for you Julio fans out there, he had a he had a decent, decent day. day. Six catches, 91 yards. Did not see the end zone, but he did have a long reception of 48 in the game. So that, that boosts the fantasy numbers up for you. Yep. Um, moving on to the next game was not what everybody expected. Uh the Houston Texans traveled to Baltimore to take on the Ravens, and everybody was expecting this to be a game slug of the year. fest. Yeah, yeah, game of the year, slugfest. That is not the case. The Ravens embarrassed the Texans at home. Um, Deshaun Watson was absolutely harassed the whole game. He couldn't get out of the pocket. He couldn't do anything. Um, they absolutely put his ass in check all day. Um, Ravens winning 41-7. to uh, Deshaun Watson, 18-29, 169 in an interception. He was also sacked six times. For 49 yards. And he also had a fumble. Yeah. So, uh, Deshaun Watson was doing all that he could to stay a fucking live. While uh, Lamar Jackson is living, living his best life. Yeah. Uh, he was sacked once compared to Deshaun Watson. No, he was not six. sacked. Lamar Jackson was not sacked at all. You sure? I don't think so. No, he wasn't sacked at all. He was 17 to 24 for 222 yards, four touchdowns, no sacks. 
Another good QBR rating for him. Uh, actually, they didn't give up any sacks at all on the day. Well, that's good for them. Yeah. Um, running the ball, Lamar had 10 for 79. Uh, Mark Ingram had 13 for 48. Mark Ingram seen the t- seen pay dirt twice with his little yeah but slide in the end zone action. Gus Edwards, another Baltimore running back, had eight carries for 112 yards yeah. and a touchdown. Baltimore as a team had 263 rushing yards. Two five six. Huh? Now, just earlier we were talking about a team that had 36 rushing yards and 23 and lost, and now this team has 263 rushing yards and one big. Oh yeah. So I'm just. You know, a little thinking here. If you can run the football, probably going to win some games. Yeah. Like I said, the Baltimore Ravens are staking their claim to be one of the better teams in the NFL, while the Houston Texans are falling back in the pack with the rest of the AFC South, which, like I said, the AFC South is a strong, strong division. Um, But like I said, those guys with a poor showing right there is really not telltale of what the actual season is. Uh, We have the Arizona Cardinals traveling to – Levi Stadium. Yeah, yeah. You speak Jimmy. Fucking G. Yeah, Jimmy G having field days again. 34-45, 424 yards and four touchdowns. The leading rusher for these boys in this game, another quarterback. For the Cardinals, Tyler Murray. I'm, On the game, he's the leader. Oh, for both teams? Mm-hmm. Well, Eight carry, 67 yards and a touch. 49ers use three or four guys. They spread the ball around. Uh, Debo Samuel had a catch of the year nominee. Yes. Uh, bobble it around, reach behind the guy's back, slap him on the ass. Give me that. Uh, then finally, Hold my nuggets. Finally decide, hey, I, I guess I'll catch this, stay in bounds. Uh, but, yeah, 49ers win, still one loss on the year. They're doing pretty pretty darn good. Yep. Pretty pretty good things. The Niners are trying to bring back that old school nostalgia of, hey, had to come through us. Uh, next game, we have the Bengals traveling to Oakland. Yeah. And this game was not what I thought it would be. I figured that the Oakland Raiders would beat the dog piss out of freaking Bengals, but the Bengals kept it close Yeah. ish. Josh Jacobs had his fourth 100-yard game. He is the highest-rated rookie in the NFL. I posted that earlier, by the way. I don't know if you've seen that or not. He is the number one rated rookie in, yeah. in this year's class. He has a really good rating as an overall player. Doing doing big things in Oakland, uh, which isn't saying much. But Derek Carr had a good day in Oakland, too, 25-29, 292 yards and a touchdown. Bengals are still undefeated in the bad way. Yeah. <laughs> or, what, undefeated, ju- never won. <laughs> they, would just, they would just be defeated. Yeah, defeated in everything. But uh, they're looking at Joe Burrow. Dumpster fires. Gotta be. I feel sorry for Joe Burrow. He's he's gonna love the chili in Cincinnati. It's the chili capital of the world. And he ain't giving two shits about that. <laughs> Cause he's gonna get paid. Yeah. Uh next game is all you, buddy. Uh I don't even want to talk about these fucking sorry ass motherfuckers. I just wanna uh, listen to you talk. Anyways. I like the way you talk. Uh I'm gonna keep this short and sweet. Uh First quarter, shit show. Second quarter, shit show. Shit show. Third, fourth quarter, both shit shows. Patriots win 17-10 to 10 because the Eagles can't throw the fucking ball and the receiver can't catch the damn ball. I'm lucky you can run it either. Uh, no, I can't really run much either. So, uh, no Alshon Jeffrey. No Deshaun Jackson. No Howard. No Jordan Howard. Lane Johnson goes out 
with a concussion early in the game. Uh, so there's four starters. Uh, Jason Peters missed a little bit of time during the game, banged up a little bit. Uh, so there's five starters missing. Uh, our wide, the wide receiver group for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, brought Jordan Matthews back. Yeah, bring back Jordan Matthews. Whoopty fucking do. He got cut by San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, their wide receivers as a group has less receptions than Michael Thomas on the year, I believe. Probably less than Christian McCaffrey, too. So, Michael Thomas, one guy, is doing more than six, the seven guys. Receiver in the room. Yeah, for the Eagles. Uh, I think I saw another stat where Deshaun Jackson accounts for like 18% of the total yards. He played a game forever. He played one game, one full game, and then the second game he got hurt and left. So, uh, you can't win football games if people can't catch down football. Goes right back to the running. Same thing with that. Uh, Carson Wentz was 20 of 40 for 214 yards and a touchdown. He was sacked five times, had two fumbles, lost one. Julian Edelman threw a touchdown. So, that just shows you what kind of day the Eagles had. Uh... That's about all I can say about it. Eagles are still in the hunt for the NFC East just because of that shit division. But we'll see how everything's go. Yeah, I'm having problems over here. Yeah, I got this. No, Move, up now. Moving on, Bears and Rams. Mitch Trubisky threw the ball 43 fucking times for 190 <laughs> yards. And one touchdown. Had 24 completions on the day, by the way. Uh, Todd Gurley. They running the ball either. Yeah, Todd Gurley had a had a game. A Todd Gurley game finally. Yeah, he finally wanted to show up. His knee's feeling good, so I hear. Uh, him and Malcolm Brown both ran for touchdowns. Rams won seventeen to seven, which I thought this was another game. Thought it was going to go completely different. Thought the Rams were going to beat the shit out of the Bears. Bears had chances to score and just uh, well, I won't say they had chances to score. They had opportunities to stay in the game and just didn't do anything to do it. Yep. We got uh, Kansas City and the Chargers playing last, was it Monday night? Monday night football. They played down in New Mexico. uh, Just old Mexico. Uh, (laughs) Azteca Stadium in Mexico City. Elevation there. Fucking crazy. Higher than Denver. It is half a mile higher than Mile High Stadium. It's like 7,000 feet above sea level or some shit. There's planes that don't fly that high. Mm-hmm. Uh, pre-game, Patrick Mahomes launches one. One of the last things he did before game went back into the locker room. Just see how hard he could throw it? Just see what he could do. Standing at the goal line, launch that motherfucker. 70 yards. That's it? Some bitch was another half a mile above the stadium. I mean, he launched it up and out. And dropping bombs. If he ran as fast as, let's say... Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. He probably could have threw it and ran under the damn thing and caught it. That would have been pretty impressive. (laughs) But anyways, 
Didn't His throw help, had some good hang time. Didn't happen much during the game. Uh, his 19 to 32 for 182 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Uh, Philip Rivers, <laughs> old man Rivers, uh, 28 of 52, 353 yards, and a touchdown. Not a bad stat line. Yeah, that last one is, though. Throwing those four interceptions. You get a pick. You get a pick. You get a pick. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, this will be his last year as a Charger. Unfortunately, it will, and he'll go to a, go to another team. And Unfortunately, you know who they're saying that team is? Well, I've heard a lot about Philip Rivers is a native of Athens, Alabama, just to skip, hop, and a jump away from where we're at. And uh, Athens is about an hour, maybe hour and a half drive to uh, Nashville if you do the speed limit. We don't do those things around here. Yeah, so it's about forty-five minute drive. <laughs> uh, but so I'm hearing a lot about the Titans. Yeah, they're saying that if this is truly his last year and he has free agency, that with us cutting Marcus Mariota loose and depending on if we do anything with Ryan Tannehill, but that also there are six games left in the season to see what Ryan Tannehill can do. I'm sure if Ryan Tannehill flops, then Phillip Rivers to the young Tennessee Titans could be a thing for him to try to usher in a top pick from this year. But that is neither here nor there. I don't want to see it. I don't really care. I'm just tired of people asking me about it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like I said, I was well, talking to a buddy of mine earlier. He asked me about it. I said, if you're going to get a quarterback that likes to throw four interceptions in the game, go after James Winston. At least he'll be able to do it for a little well, bit. Well, we went from one freaking NFL pick from that year. We better not get his as well, a Well, I'm just saying. No, bro, if, I'm good. If you want a guy that throws four picks in a game, might as well get the young guy. I can do without. So, uh, that full, if, if James Winston goes to Nashville, that bitch going to get beat up in the parking lot. Oh, no. James got hands. Yeah, still crab legs. Bro, don't, don't mess with Jay Boo. He's... He's from Hueytown. He's got hands. Yeah, that fool can get his ass whooped. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Pac-Man don't want none of Jameis in the Bullshit. streets of Nashville. Pac-Man will stomp his ass and uh, smile the whole time. Patrick Mahomes also had five rushes for 59 yards. Kansas City as team had 130 rush yards. Uh, Melvin Gordon, 69 yards, 14 carries. Austin Eckler, though, eight receptions, 108 yards. Uh, that seems – and what, what really got me, I was listening to the game on the radio because I, I had to go take care of some stuff last night, so I wasn't able to watch the whole thing. But in that final drive, Eckler being their receiving threat was on the sideline for most of it. Didn't even touch dust the ball, really. Yeah, not uh, not a good game plan. If I'm the Chargers, Austin Eckler's my guy. Dude, he's he's the mismatch. He's the, he is the mismatch, sorry. Yeah, he's, he's he, a he Christian – He can get by anybody. He's a Christian McCaffrey-type player Yes, for – the Los Angeles he's a, Chargers. He is a quick twitch, get in space, get lost. Um, and like I said, he I, I was highly surprised that uh, he didn't get the ball in that last last little end of the game. But the teams on the bye this week was the Green Bay Packers, the Tennessee Titans, the New York Football Giants, and the Seattle Seahawks. With the go with those guys returning to action this week, uh, should have some really good games coming up this week. We know we have a lot of divisional games coming up. Uh, and actually, tomorrow night we have a divisional game that's you know pretty much what the AFC South is going to be about. Um, we have the Indianapolis Colts traveling to Houston, Texas, taking on the Houston Texans. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is back under center, 
and Deshaun Watson is going to be looking to have a bounce back game. Yeah, but, I don't really know who I, I kind of want to do that because they're both sitting at six and four. Um, it, it's going to, like I said, the, the AFC South is going to come down to a slugfest. That's just the way that it's going to be. It's going to come down to uh, division games for sure. It's not going to be overall record nope. that uh, picks that. It will be division games because it's such a close race right mm-hmm. now. Uh, the next set of games we have is the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Atlanta. ATL. How many picks is Jameis Winston going to throw this week? One. Oh, bold prediction. Heard it here first, folks. Uh, I think Matty Ice and the boys are probably going to smack these fuckers around. Um, big day from Julio Jones and Ridley. Should help boost that up. Um, because, like I said, the Falcons played some really good ball last week. So, yeah. if they continue it, hey, it could happen. As, as much as a receiving threat as Jones and Ridley is, uh, Godwin and Mike Evans is just as dangerous. Oh, they they so, they are. So, so it should be an exciting game through the air. <laughs> I see this being a, a pretty close game. Yeah. Uh, Broncos and Bills. Uh, Buffalo four point favorite in this. It's at New Era Field in Buffalo, New York. Uh, Josh Allen's going to drop uh, probably a good four hundred yards on Denver and win the game. More like 225. <laughs> uh, he, he, he'll, he'll get 300, two touchdowns. <laughs> we have the New York football Giants traveling to the Windy City and taking on the Chicago Bears. Uh, the boys, uh, the Giants, are coming back. They had to buy. They need to get some guys healthy. I know that Saquon has been ailing. He, um Evan Ingram been ailing. Some of the wide receivers need some time. So hopefully that week off helped them to come on strong here. For them to have any kind of, you know, momentum moving into the this next season, they're going to have to try to get a, a win on the road here. Don't really see it happening, but, hey, shit happens. Uh, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Cincinnati, who is yet to have a win. And everybody saw how bad the Steelers played this past week. Still probably not going to get a win. Will the Bengals get a win? No, still probably not going to be winless after this. Uh Steelers are going to force Andy Dalton to throw the ball, and uh, that secondary for the Steelers will have a couple of interceptions. Like I said last week, we said something about AJ Green playing. I think what the next day after we said that, they called him and said he wasn't going to play. Uh, I don't know if he's going to play this week. I'm not going to do that anymore. So hopefully for you AJ Green fans, he may play this week. But nobody knows. knows. Um, next game we have the Miami Dolphins traveling to Cleveland. Cleveland, 10.5-point favorite in this game. I see the Browns running away with this. Um, without Miles Garrett and their other D tackle, but I think that Nick Chubb and the boys, Nick Chubb going over 1,000 yards on the season. It would be his first 1,000-yard rushing season. Bold prediction, Dolphins have 30 yards rushing this week. Oh, shit, watch yourself. Getting frisky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panthers going to Nolens, take on the Saints at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Uh, not to be confused with Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Uh, but anyways, uh, Saints are a 10-point favorite. Panthers looking to come back. Doubt it happens. Uh, Saints will probably win this game at home. They're 4-1 at the Dome. And Kyle Allen was exposed last week, and teams are going to start loading. Could we see Cam? No. Cam's on IR. He's done for the year. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh. Well, then. Sucks to be you freaking Panther fans. 
Cam but Newton's I, Cam Newton's probably going as long to. as Christian McCaffrey gets me over twenty fancy points, I don't give a shit what happens. Yeah. Next game, shit show. Raiders versus the Jets. We got the Raiders traveling to MetLife Met Stadium. Stadium. Uh, Josh Jacobs should get some work in on this. He should he should go over the thousand yard mark. Uh, be the first Oakland Raider rusher to go over a thousand yards since what Marshawn? Yeah. Be a good, be a good, good thing for them to get that. I said Josh Jacobs is a hard worker. He's a good kid. Um, looking forward to him having a great career in the NFL. Uh, next game, Lincoln Financial Field. What's happening? The Link, Philadelphia. The Seattle Seahawks are going to come in and beat the fucking dog shit out of the Eagles. Seahawks are undefeated on the road. They are, and the Eagles are three and two at home. And Russell Wilson is the MVP candidate. Uh, this shit website has Philadelphia as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I don't know what they're smoking. I would like some of it. Uh, Jordan Howard going to play? Don't know yet. Uh, they signed Jay Ajayi last week. Could he play? Who knows? Darren Sproles put on IR. He's done for the year and probably for the rest of his life. Uh <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey might play. Who knows? Deshaun Jackson might play. Who knows? I thought he was out for the year. Oh, yeah, he is. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lane Johnson might play. Who knows? A uh, bunch of fucking question marks. I'm sure the receivers won't catch the ball. We need that guy who's catching babies out of a burning building suit up for Philadelphia and catch a fucking football. But, uh, but yeah, Eagles lose at home. I hate to say it. That's just me being non-biased. The Eagles fan inside of me wants to be like, yeah, fly, Eagles, fly. The Eagles pull this one out, motherfucker. But uh, they, the the non-biased fan in me, or non-biased uh, podcast person in me, whatever the fuck you want to call me. Chicken Eagle, fucker. Eagles don't win. Yeah, chicken fuckers. <laughs> we have the Lions traveling to D.C. and taking on the Washington Redskins. Um, it's probably going to be a shit show without Matthew Stafford playing, but Driscoll's not playing too bad, and if Bo Scarborough has to tote the rock, he can. Um, Adrian Peterson should have a decent day. Other than that, it's just going to be a shit show. The Lions win in that one. Uh, we have the Jaguars traveling to Nashville, where Ryan Tannehill and the boys are waiting. Derrick Henry's waiting. You know three, why he's waiting? Point yeah, because he doesn't have to go through Telvin Smith or Jalen Ramsey. Or oh, oh all those guys. But what has he been doing the last couple of years? Absolutely terrifying those guys. Yeah, whatever. He has been running over, through, and around everybody they have on that defense. So anybody only, talking shit about that, you lost your mind. They only had two guys Derrick Henry on the is their daddy. They only had two guys it's on the defense. It's already signed on the birth certificate. They only had two guys on the defense. Now they have no guys on their defense. Okay. Calais Campbell. The guy's 100. They had the number one defense last year, and Derrick Henry said, "Hey boys, let me show you a little something, something." Guy's 106 years old. Uh huh. Anyways, Derrick Henry and the boys looking to get get back to the winning ways we did win right before the bye week against the Kansas City Chiefs at home. We're looking to get a little streak going. We have a really, really, really tough road ahead with games against the Jaguars, the Colts. The Texans, the Saints, the Raiders, everybody we play except for the Jaguars has a winning record. So it's gonna this is a this is a need to win game to get you moving forward in the right direction. Um, we're gonna have to 
pump the brakes and make sure Leonard Fournette does not do what he did the last time we played them, which we held him in check all the way through the game until the end where he broke a long run, which gave him a decent day. Uh, the Titans need to get back to playing tight defense. Lock these guys down, play well, play smart, and they need to get a win at home. I'm saying they win by a touchdown. Never know, though. One thing that the Jaguars do have that the Titans don't have on their team is a Super Bowl MVP. Sorry, Titans And we're going to smack Nick Foles around just because Josh likes talking shit. Cowboys traveling to Gillette, taking on the Patriots. A lot of people are talking about this game for the fact that Dak Prescott is in the MVP talk, where Tom Brady really is not. Um, the Patriots are 9-1, 4-0 at home. Welcome in the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, Amari Cooper. Three, three electric players in the NFL. Trying to see what they can do on the road. New England is favored by 6.5 points. I actually think that this will come down to something late in the game, and Dak and the boys will go down and win this to give New England their second loss. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is funny stuff. Patriots going to wax that ass. Jersey game? Win by 10. Jersey game? Sure. All right. Josh got the Patriots. I got the Cowboys. Now, this is another really, really good game. I'll be watching this one for sure. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers traveling to Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, California, taking on Jimmy G and the 49ers. Who you got? A bit close game. Uh, 49ers find that magic again. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones. uh, A.A. Ron. A.A. Rons are doing big things out for the Packers, but uh, there's just something magical about this 49ers team so far. They're just finding ways to grind games out and win it. Uh, Three-point favorite. Uh, I see A.A. Ron playing playing new musician. Which one? Aaron Rodgers, baby. Maestro. He's going to be dialing it up. I thought you meant A.A. Ron Jones. Shout out to you, Flippo, because I know you're a big Packers fan. Uh, Last game. Packers get the win on the road. Last game. Monday night game. Ravens-Rams. Uh, Lamar Jackson's going to have probably 300 yards through the air and uh, probably another 100 on the ground. That's just what he does. Nobody's been able to stop him really this year. Rams aren't going to be any different. Baltimore's three-point favorite. Uh, I think that's uh, a little low. Uh, Rams are three and two at home, six and four overall. Not taking anything against the Rams, but you shut down Cooper Cup, you... You don't have to worry about a run game very much. They're not running the ball like they should. Yeah. Like I said, it's Stop it, Cooper Cup, stop like Brandon Cooks. Like I said, it could be prime time for Todd Gurley to have another game. Late in the year, he's been pretty much fresh up at this point in time because of the limited amount of touches. Yeah. Like I said, it could, you know, it could come down to that. Uh, like I said, I think the Ravens go on the road and get the win, so – should be all about that action. The, all, the bye weeks this week in the NFL are the Kansas City Chiefs, the Minnesota Vikings, the Arizona Cardinals, and the uh, well, the, what are they? The LA Chargers now, or whatever they want to be called. Yeah, Los Angeles Chargers. Los Angeles Chargeless. But uh, guys, we hope you've enjoyed the show. Um, remember to tell your friends about us. Get our name out there. Share this with those guys. Uh, try to leave us a like and a review. Let us know how we're doing negative or positive we 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 can take criticism 
We're not thin-skinned. <laughs> I am. We're both millennials. Oh, God. Uh, but hopefully y'all will join us next week. And uh, like, rate, share, comment, all that good stuff. Look for us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Everything is on our uh, Facebook pages if you would like. Just remember, guys, we do have stickers and stuff available. Be paying attention to the Facebook page and the Instagram page and everything else for our content, for sharing and winning. Uh, We hope you guys have a really good week. Enjoy all the big games coming up. Come back and see us next week. WD831. Chicken fucker.